Well, hey everybody, Jonathan Dorr with you as always for the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, sending encouragement and uh, good vibes to Catholic educators and schools all over the world. I'm just thinking about some of the amazing places I've visited and spoken. Uh, the speaking in the last few years has just been such a privilege, especially all the US visits. Like, shout out to everybody uh, in the uh, wonderful diocese of Palm Beach, Florida. How good is it as a speaker? God's good, right? Of all the places he could have sent me, I've had two wonderful visits down to the great people, the great Catholic educators down in um, the diocese of Palm Beach, Florida. I mean, the good Lord could have sent me to, you know, the Catholic teachers in Siberia. He hasn't sent me there yet. It's possible, but... Uh, Wonderful visits to Florida, uh, great visits to Minneapolis, shout out to uh, all the people. We had thousands of teachers last year in in, uh, Philadelphia. Great to be there all over Australia, New Zealand, uh, and of course in London too and all across the UK. It's been, I just want to send a good wishes and thanks to everybody that's welcomed me over the years and had a chance to hear me live. Uh, When things return to normal, if you want to start planning out your staff seminars, retreat days, please... Go to onecatholicteacher.com. That's the letter. That's the word, one, O-N-E, onecatholicteacher.com. And check out the resources page, and you'll see the staff seminars there. So go check that out. You can see me live. You can see uh, how to go about booking me to come and speak in the time ahead. So listen, yesterday uh, we were talking about formation and the crucial need for formation for young people. Uh, today we shift gears a little bit. We're talking uh, from the church document. I'm just pulling this up on my screen here. Religious Dimension of Education in a Catholic School. One of our all-time favorite Catholic documents on education from the Sacred Congregation for Catholic Education. Listen, the last few paragraphs in this document that I've been looking at have been talking about the rapid changes in the society around us. You know, that Many cultures have undergone rapid industrialization, and now we've gone beyond that into this information age where just this deluge of data and information and content. Is it just me, or have you noticed as well that in the last sort of, I guess, even two years, the the media options, like the streaming content, and because I'm uh, doing a huge amount of training at the moment, I do a lot of training on a stationary bike. They're very fancy these days, all these computers involved, and and uh, I've got the big screen there in front of me just to get through the sessions, and I lose track now. I've got Disney+, Plus, Netflix, Apple TV. I just give up. I just don't know anymore. It's just so much coming at us. Do you find that yourself, right? Trying to keep up with all that stuff, and the church documents are saying that our young people are immersed in that sea of content and data. I have a beautiful 13-year-old daughter uh, who's, uh, well, she's 12 0.85 years, I keep reminding her of that, uh, who's just desperate for a phone. And I said, darling, you can have a phone. I mean, the second you, you know, the second you get to the convent, you can have that phone. But, you know, the second, or when you're 35, whichever comes first. But, you know, automatically, all our young people are just getting the devices and all that contents there. So what's this got to do with you? One of the beautiful lines here in the church document says this, they're talking about young people and all this tech and all this information, all this media. It says, here's the quote, they have not yet acquired the necessary religious and moral criteria that will enable them to remain objective and independent when faced with the prevailing attitudes and habits of society. One more time, really quickly. They have not yet acquired the necessary religious and moral criteria that will enable them to remain, enable them to remain objective and independent when faced with the prevailing attitudes and habits of society. All right, let's wrap this up. What this means is we need to reclaim something as Catholic educators. We need to reclaim our places, trusted guides. 
as uh, people and leaders who are discipling young people on a journey of relationship with Jesus Christ. What I mean by that is we need to not be too afraid to offer moral and religious guidance and instruction. I think there's been a trend uh, in definitely in the developed world to think that if we actually say anything, if we come out and state what we actually think and feel and believe about something, then we'll offend everybody and students won't listen. I think we need to just critique that a little bit. I think we can be guides here. I think we can start to speak into their lives in ways that we know will serve them. Now there's a spectrum, right? Let's just talk about the obvious spectrum. On the extreme end is sort of rabid, dogged formation. We're not running madrasas here, right? We're not running these schools of just you know intense instruction where there's just absolutely no latitude for any critical thinking. So there's an extreme end of, of a radical kind of dogmatism. And on the other end, there's that extreme end of a liberalism, which is kind of like, well, you know, what do you just decide for yourself and you just journey through? No, friends, this is the one holy and Catholic and apostolic church. This is the apostolic faith. This is the church passed on to us from Christ himself in Matthew 28 and then passed on to the apostles and then to the church fathers and the great men and women saints that have formed, I guess, dogma and doctrine and the magisterium that's flowed down to us. Like, it's not just make it up as you go along and everybody's free to decide what they like. So, you with me? You know, because, I mean, we've got to be somewhere on that spectrum, right? And we don't want to be on either extreme. Where do we want to be? We just want to be in the true, authentic, apostolic faith. We just want to teach what the church teaches. We want to help people get a formation about what it means to be a human person made in the image and likeness of God. What sort of choices will lead to human flourishing? What sort of relationships? What sort of love? What sort of uh, career choices and vocational choices? And how should we treat people? And how should we treat the world around us? All of these things have beautiful answers in the depths of our faith. So we had nothing to be afraid of, nothing to be afraid of. So that, see, I guess there's a real link now between yesterday's episode, because the deeper we go into formation, the deeper we all take on this burden of formation and learning and finding out more about the richness of our beautiful Catholic faith, the more that we have to offer as guides. You know, we had a great conversation around the dinner table just the other night. And my three kids, and they're, and they're young still, right? So they're like 12 and a half and 11 and uh, 10, very close in age, very close in age. And uh, we had this beautiful conversation about, you know, my daughter wanted to know, understand really, you know, um, Jesus was Jewish and how could he become a Christian and start a different, different church? And we had this beautiful conversation and it was a great chance to listen to her questions and then guide her and give her rich formation. So friends, Again, do not be afraid, as this document says here, that it's okay to provide religious and moral formation. Because look, let's ask this question. If we don't, then someone else is going to do it for us, aren't they? Like if, if, if a kid's come to Catholic schools and we don't give them any religious or moral formation, what are we doing? Because they're getting it somewhere, aren't they? They're getting it you know, on a phone or they're getting it on the internet. They're getting it from their friends. So as an act of love, as an act of service, as an act of discipleship, you know, Jesus said, Matthew 28, he said, go into the classrooms and present vague theology that doesn't appeal. No, he never said that. He said, go into the whole world and make disciples, teaching them all, baptizing them and teaching them all that I've taught you. So he gave us instructions. So you might unsubscribe from this podcast, but you can't unsubscribe from the Matthew 28 mandate from Jesus. All right, friends, that's it. So please, I want to give you some encouragement. Get back out there amongst it. 
Get back out there doing the amazing work that you do for young people. All right, some housekeeping. Get on onecatholicteacher.com. Go to the resources tab. Instagram. If you're on Instagram, come and follow me. Uh, what am I? Jonathan Doyle 47. Jonathan Doyle 47. And of course, on Twitter. You on Twitter? I'm on Twitter a lot. Uh, Twitter, you can find me at being Catholic One. Trying to bring some love to Twitter. It is a dark place sometimes. I'm just trying to bring the love. Uh, please subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Wherever you listen to this right now, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, tune in, wherever it is. Hit subscribe, share the podcast with some friends. And if I can help you in any way, if you want to book me to speak, if you want to, uh, if you want me to do an episode on a particular topic, if you've got a particular interest in Catholic education, say, Jonathan, do some research for me, do an episode, email me, Jonathan at onecatholicteacher.com. Onecatholicteacher.com. God bless you, friends. Praying for you. Thanks for the incredible work you do. You're doing great stuff. My name is Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, and I'll have another message for you tomorrow.